everyone. Welcome to AU4H Radio Real Talk. And that's real talk because we're real people and we're glad to be here tonight. My name is Lori. I'm here with Lee Roberts and Donna Shear. And we're just glad to be here. We have a very special guest coming on the show uh, about halfway through the show. Her name is Maureen Rule. She's an author. She's an advocate as well. And she's a survivor of child sexual abuse. And April, the month of April being, you know, really the National Child Abuse Prevention Awareness Month. Uh, this is why we're focusing on this this month. And tonight's show, we're going to be talking about CSA child sexual abuse in particular, and mainly the prevention side of it, just how important it really is to protect your children if you have children. Uh, you know, if you have grandchildren, protect your grandchildren, protect the children around you. And so we're going to be talking a little bit about that. I'm a survivor of child sexual abuse myself, uh, incest. And so it does happen. It can happen. And people would say, never in my family, but it does. And so you need to be aware, you know, be aware of, of the signs and symptoms of CSA child sexual abuse and, you know, protect your children, do everything that you can. So I'm glad to be here. Hi, Lee. Hi, Donna. Hi, everyone. Hi, Lee. Hi, Lori. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be here. And like we said on our last show, um, you know, we've been advocating together to stop and prevent child abuse for many, many years. And we will always do that um, in some form or some capacity, you know, to to speak out against child abuse, to stand up for children's rights and to stop and prevent child abuse. It's so important. And we all need to use our voices. You know, this is we got involved because we because we care and we were like, you know, we need to do all we can. And so we do. It's, you know. Um, we, we used to work with different uh, not-for-profits, and now we have our own not-for-profit, Advocates United for Humanity, and we're a 501c3 not-for-profit. We're not getting paid to do this. We're doing this all volunteer because we want to make a difference. And, you know, we know there's children suffering out there, uh, being abused in every way. And, you know, two of us sitting here in this group of three are survivors ourselves, and, you know, this is... It's just unacceptable what's happening to children out there. And we, it's, you know, with people call COVID-19 a pandemic. And, you know, child abuse has been a pandemic from the beginning. Yes, it um, has. Yeah. I mean, it's a serious, serious issue. And so this is why we do what we do, because we really care about children. And we, we you know, we felt like, hey, our voices are just as important as anybody else. You know, we're people on the planet. We we don't like what we see. We don't. I, I didn't like being abused and growing up abused. And I think it's really important to stand up for children and be a voice for those whose voices were silenced, and be a voice for those children who can't speak out, and you know, to be their voice. Right. So we just want to add our voices to everybody else's, and that's what we're doing. So it's good to be here. I'm really glad. I know that Lee wanted to bring up some information that's really quite important. Um, you know, in regards to what we're talking about tonight. Okay. Um, hi, everyone. Um, I know normally we don't sit and, you know, read things off, but I've got some statistics that I, I feel are very important for us to, to share with you on this show. Um, and these statistics come from RAIN. That's the Rape, Abuse, Incest National Network, R-A-I-N-N.org. Um, to tell you this, 
child sexual abuse is a problem that it crosses all boundaries. It crosses all um, all barriers, uh, socioeconomic barriers. It crosses all um, race, ethnicity, um, mm -hmm. you name it. And you know, every nine minutes, CPS, which is Child Protective Services, they they get calls for and um, substantiates or finds evidence for a claim of child sexual abuse. That's every nine minutes. Let that sink in just for a minute, you know? Yeah. That means approximately 57,329 children were victims of sexual abuse um, <clears throat> in that one particular year. In of all the victims that are under 18, two out of Crazy. three are ages 12 to 17. And, and one in nine girls, one in 53 boys um, under the age of 18 experienced abuse or assault at the hands of an adult. 82% 82 82 of those victims are female, although this does happen with boys too. I mean, it's not just, um, it's not just girls who are survivors. And it's harder for the boys to speak out, you know. Um, you know, it's just what's really, um, what's really hard to fathom are the statistics. Because even though we've got all these numbers, you know, that have been crunched and, and given to us and put in format um, for us to read and to um, just get information from, the hardest thing is that those numbers don't even reflect the reality of the abuse that's out there because yeah. the, the statistics are um, a lot higher than, than what's represented because not everybody, you know, not everybody will speak out. And a lot of times it's really difficult for children to speak out while they're being coerced by, you know, their abuser or abusers, <clears throat> excuse me, to keep silent because um, their family may have been threatened or, you know, they'll, um, if you if you tell anybody, nobody's going to believe you. If you tell anybody, um, you know you'll get in trouble. If you tell anybody, um, you know we're going to kill your animal, we'll kill your pet, we'll we'll kill your your parents, or we'll kill your sibling. There's so many things that that the child is threatened with, um, so they obviously aren't going to speak out. And when you do have the the occasion um, when a child comes to you to disclose abuse. Please listen, be an active listener, um, and please believe them. Because mm -hmm. children aren't going to lie to you. Um, and it's hard enough to come forward, but believe them above all, you know, all things. Believe that child when they tell you. Um, it's hard to fathom that, okay, this person you're married to um, is abusing your child, or your child is, is saying that, you know, okay, well, mommy or daddy hurt me or did this to me. Um, and yes, females can be perpetrators as well. It's, it's a sickening world and things are just not getting any better, but we've got to stand up and protect these kids. We have got to stand up. We've got to be a voice for them. And you know, it took me a long time to actually speak the words, I'm a survivor. Um, it's really hard. A lot of us don't speak out until we're um, I think many are in their 30s. I was in my early 30s when I really um, had to seek help. Um, and I was in therapy for about 12 years at that point, you know, after that. And, you know, there's still things we're always going to deal with. But we've become 
uh, we become advocates to speak up for others and speak out for those who aren't able to speak for themselves, you know, and, you know, who, if you can do anything to help a child out there, if you you have the qualifications to become a gal, to become a guardian ad litem for a child, please consider it, you know, um, pray on it, think about it. And if you can do that for a child um, or if you can help any other way, you know, just by using your voice, just by sharing information on social media, you can help yeah. stand up for, you know, children who've been abused. Um, That's right. I'm a survivor of so much that I just, you know, I'm not going to, you know, detail specifics, but, you know, since I was a child um, through my, you know, early adult years, I'm a survivor and, and come a long way in healing. And when we're talking about uh, statistics for abused children, um, the deaf community, and I was reading, actually reading a story um, earlier today about some women who had, a few women who had come forth um, just we're starting 2021 so it was it was 2019 so they're still coming forth and um, sharing their stories of being abused at, at a deaf school the residential mm -hmm. schools the institutes it's still happening today and yeah what really gets me is in the areas it's like you know Sometimes you'll get, you know, the um, the offender or alleged offender, as you say, will be um, will be investigated. They'll look into it. They do a lot of investigations in house, you know, and not having anybody outside come in, um, mm -hmm. which ends up, you know, they they there's something called passing the trash, and that was what happens with a lot of teachers, and and a lot of other persons who are in authoritative positions um, who, who have abused children. They just get passed along, they get shuffled, you know, to another county, to another department, to another agency. And the fullness of what happened, of what transpired um, regarding the abuse uh, that, um, that occurred, that they perpetrated or allegedly perpetrated, um, and I have to keep saying allegedly because, you know, I'm not talking specific facts on specific cases, but, um, you know, they just get shuttled off to, you know, another county, another district, and that district doesn't do its due diligence and look deeply into the background to vet these people. And, you know, I just, I don't understand how they can claim to do the background checks that they do and find nothing. And, you know, some stories will come to light, as you both know, that um, all, the, all this other stuff that's happened in their background suddenly comes to light. And it's like, you know, well, why didn't the schools, you know, why didn't they catch that in their background check? Um, the background checks for those who are um, entrusted to the care of our children, they really need to be vetted a lot better um, because yeah. our children are getting failed. They're being failed um, in the school being able to protect them. Schools need to do a lot more. A lot of times, you know, and I hate to say this, but there are a lot of schools that just, you know, or you just need to work it out yourselves or it's between the parents and the kids or, you know, they just don't get involved like they should. 
there's a lot more that they need to be doing. Um, there's a lot more. So, um, mm -hmm. anybody one of you two have a comment on that, or you want to jump in? Lori, it was kind of like that here with us um, in Clinton County. We live um, probably an hour from State College, and that was where Jerry Sandusky was from. And mm -hmm. everybody knows the Sandusky case now. However, he was at this huge university, Penn State University, and I mean, this big top 10 school and he did a lot of coaching and stuff like that. Well, then all of a sudden he goes from being yeah. this big super coach and all of a sudden he is helping coach in, in Clinton County, a very small school district. And you know, it goes back years because I had seen him at different events and it was always weird because people would say to their kids, you know, go over and sit by him. I'll get your picture. And they always thought that was like the biggest, coolest thing. And I used to always say to my kids, don't you go near him. There's something weird about him. Like I just I had this gut feeling and I always say, trust your gut. And when it broke about him being a pedophile, I it was really no big news to me because I always had that gut feeling like he was. But it was like, even to this day, you have people that will defend him saying that he didn't do it, you know, and it's like, all these people are not going to lie. All these kids are not going to lie, you know, but it often, it makes me think, you know, what could have been done to prevent all these different children from being affected by sexual abuse from or back when he was at the college and he did a lot of volunteer work with different organizations or when he come to, like I said, Clinton County very small school district and he affected, I don't know how many lives here, you know, and when she said pass the trash, that made me think, you know, of him that we got that trash at come here and it destroyed lives and it's still just, it's uh -huh. still destroying people's lives. Yeah, that's right. And this is just the thing. Um, many times. Think, oh, it, it couldn't possibly be so-and-so because no, they're an outstanding no. member of the community. They're in this high position. How that was that's him. where they go to get to our kids, you know. That that was him. So we, were, we were supposed to be all thankful because we had this big top 10 coach coming to help coach our kids now. And we were supposed to be all excited and so happy. And it's like, ask yourself why he was dismissed from a top 10 school to come here to little old Clinton County, Pennsylvania and teach kids in such a small school district. And we have one of the smallest schools in the entire district, the the entire state of Pennsylvania. We are a very small school. I mean, the one elementary school has 150 kids in it. So that tells you how small we really are. Yeah. yeah. But it was past the trash. We got, we got the trash and then he destroyed people's lives. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize, but those kids, they live with that forever and they go into adults and a lot of them self-medicate to try to, you know, get over what they've been through to heal. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they know <clears throat> heal and that's what's so sad yeah that's right because the children are left you know the victims of yes. of these perpetrators are left with a lifetime sentence and you know a lot of times the perpetrators don't they only get a few years if, if they even get that um yeah. Slap you know, on the they may do yeah yeah just kind of a minimal type sentence or whatever a lot of them get away with you know their crimes and they they you know they they get off with good behavior after a year or two or they or or their their sentence is dismissed because of time served waiting for the trial stuff like this 
And, you know, the victims are left with a lifetime sentence. And, I mean, as a victim myself, uh, a survivor of CSHL sexual abuse, uh, incest, I mean, this is horrific, right? Um, so many times it's just hush-tush. Uh, you know, in my case, my, my it was my brother, my older brother, who was quite a bit older than me. And I was eight years old. And he was 20, 21, right in there. So um, my mom, I told my mom. I actually did tell her. He actually threatened me. He told me not to tell anybody. And he said, if you tell mom, you'll be in trouble because he, our mother was my abuser. So, you know, I was afraid to tell my mom. But after, you know, after I started getting sick from this CSHL sexual assault that, that, that he was inflicting on me, I actually um, was developing an infection. I was very sick. I went to my mom and I told her. And so she knew. And I told her and I said, you know, um, you know, brother's doing this to me, right? I told her who was, and my mom just said it was my problem. She said, that's your problem. That's not my problem. You deal with it. What, what do you want me to do about it? So she didn't do anything about it um, until about almost a, close to a year later, she shipped him to Canada <laughs> with a one-way ticket. So who knows if he sexually abused other children when he came to Canada? I have no idea. You know what I mean? A lot of times, I mean, they, you know, these, these, these child sexual predators, they just move around the country, um, you know, to move to a different country and they just continue on, you know, um, this is absolutely horrific it and is. the victims are, left. yeah, I mean, we're left with a life sentence that, you know, it's, it's not, it's not okay. And I mean, just learn learn the signs and symptoms, you know, and just know that, you know, one-on-one -on -one child contact, you better know who your child is with because you yes. got to think about it. Yeah. Where does abuse happen? Abuse happens in the home. It happens in schools. It happens in daycares. It happens wherever the children are. So wherever exactly. the children are, that's where the abuse is taking place. So you got to know who's your children with. Are they with a stranger? Are they with a family member? Are they with a daycare a worker? Are they with teachers, coaches, uh, camps, after school programs? Who are they with? And you got to know who those people are. You really do. You do. You do. Your, any one on one child con uh, contact is, a, is an issue, believe it or not. But don't you think that if a kid is being abused, they should be able to come to their parent and tell their parent? Because, like, I know myself with my own kids, I always said to them, there's nothing we can't talk about. There's nothing we can't discuss. And before the show today, the three of us were having a conversation and I was actually sharing some of the things that we did and we laughed. But I mean, I always told them there's nothing you can't tell me. There's nothing you can't share with me. But like, as I said earlier today, my son, he was um, six foot, 200 pounds. <laughs> he was a big guy. And I would always say to him, you look after your sister, you know, you look after the girls. But then even when my daughter got older, I would always tell her, you know, um, use your gut feeling, you know, don't go anywhere alone, stay with your friends, you know, mm -hmm. um, go in a group. I mean, it was always more like that because I figured there's numbers, you know, <laughs> when numbers, you're, yeah. you know, it's better if you're in numbers. But, um, but that was one of the biggest things that 
I did with them. And one of the biggest things, like I said today was, um, I really talked a lot with them about, you know, hey, we can have a conversation and it can be anything. You can tell me anything. I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to get mad at you. You know, mm -hmm. there's never going to be an issue. You can tell me. And to this day, we still, I mean, they're grown men and women. They have children of their own. And, you know, we still have the relationship to this day. I mean, they tell me every and anything. And I personally like that. A lot of parents, they're like, oh my God, I don't want to know what goes on in my kids' lives. But I'm just the opposite, you know? I just always thought, you yeah. know, it's best if you can talk to your kids and share with your children. I would rather have yeah. them tell me than not tell me and be in harm. I made yeah. it a habit with my son to do the same thing with the communication. Yes. <clears throat> and as since he was old enough to start asking questions about anything and nothing was off not nothing was off limits nope. nothing was taboo there was nope. no judgment um no fear of getting in trouble for asking anything um it's like hey, you have something to talk about you know it doesn't matter what it is you come to me we can talk about anything you can share anything with me you yep. know and you know, if I didn't know the answers to say anything he was asking me, then we'd find out together. Exactly. But, um, I'm really fortunate to have had a mom who was like that too. You know, I could tell her anything. And I just, you know, have issues with the, the doctors back then um, because I was I was right about 11, um, around 11 or 12, um, when she had taken me to the family doctor who was, you know, he was a, an old guy. He'd been the family doctor. He was her doctor. Um, then he was our doctor, but it was like, you know, he just told her I had an irritation and we're talking in, in, you know, my private areas. Um, and it was, it was more than that. It's, you know, when a child that age can't wear their own underwear and have to wear my grandmother, it was, it's funny in a sense that I'm wearing my granny panties, you know, I'm wearing my grandmother's underwear, which hung down to my knees because I couldn't have anything touch me. Um, mm -hmm. But it was just an irritation, according to the doctor, and that was it, and he left it at that. So it's like, you know, a lot of the doctors back then weren't so educated on, you no. know, what was going on. Um, I don't I don't think that's my thoughts on that. Um, you know, parents, yeah, parents sometimes don't want to know what's going on. No. But and, and we're the complete opposite. It's like I want to know everything that's going on. You come to me. You talk yep. to me. Um, mm -hmm. Open you know, communication. Right. The we had the um, is it Larry Nassar, the um, the gymnast? Yes. Um, the coach for the gymnast. Um, he he heard a lot of a lot of you know kids. Um, that's another mm -hmm. one. That's another high profile case. But they get themselves in positions of authority. You know, and that's not saying that everybody that's in a position of authority that's taking care of our kids, you know, that's, you no. know, the, the, the little league coach and all of that. What they're they're not all bad guys, but there are bad guys in that bunch, you know. But and people think because to represent and women, men and women because women too. You know, but people I think just, if you, I just don't get it, you know. Yeah. But people really think like if you have a powerful position, if you're a doctor, a lawyer, um, you know, um, you're a councilman, you're, you're not going to hurt kids or you're not going to abuse children. And that is not true. I mean, abuse does not discriminate. We know that it, it, it can be done whether you're rich or poor, you know, sexual orientation or 
I mean, that doesn't matter. A lot of people say, oh, you know, um, because you're, you prefer same sex couples or whatever, um, that, you know, they're going to come after your child. No, it, that is not true. And it doesn't matter if you're black or white or rich or poor, that has nothing to do with it. People abuse. And matter of fact, I seen something on the news today where there was an attorney and he had been molesting young boys and well, how, you know, and they're like, well, how did he ever have the opportunity to do this? Well, he helped coach sports. He helped, you know, with a swim team. He actually had his own organization that he worked with kids one-on-one -on -one with. And because yeah. he was an attorney, they didn't think that he could do this. And it's like, come on, anyone, I always say anyone can be an abuser. Not that everyone mm -hmm. is an abuser, but anyone can be an no. abuser. So don't think because you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a dentist, that it's not going to happen because it can and it will happen. Yeah. This is the thing. I think, you know, you see the headlines and some of these people are, you know, in positions of trust. And yes. You know, like they're highly, um, you know, they're highly appreciated in their communities a lot of times. People think that they're great people um, and then come to find out that they're child sexual predators. I mean, it, it can happen, folks. <laughs> and so, you know, they always said, you know, for stranger danger, it's not necessarily the person walking down the street in a, you know, looking like a, a villain with a black cape on, that black coat and a, and a hat looking kind of evil. These are people who you know, seem really helpful, really outgoing, uh, who quite a, who quite often will, um, you know, sort of search out families that have children. They'll become friends with that family and then groom those children. Yeah. You know, oh, and then pretty soon it's uncle so-and-so or it's aunt so-and-so because it's not just men that abuse children, you know, women do too. And, uh, you know, as far as child sexual abuse and predators go, men and women, both are have you know do this sort of thing and it's like they'll you know they'll gain positions of trust in that family yeah and you know the family thinks oh this is so wonderful we've got we met this new friend that lives down the street they seem they're you know they're, they're you know they're they have positions of authority you know who they have great jobs they don't look like thugs who would abuse your child pretty soon you know they're they're taking they want to take your child out to you know to do things amusement park stuff um you have to wonder about that yeah. a lot of times people just think oh how wonderful you know they just want to be spend time with my child and they you know they just don't clue into the fact that this stuff is going on mm -hmm. and it happens you know yeah so that sort of thing is going on as well it's not always just um uh, but you know, sometimes if you hear something about a child's being abused, people will say, oh, no, I work with him. He's a nice guy. Or I work with her. She's a nice guy. These people mm -hmm. that are nice, they abuse. What Sometimes they are a co-worker. They're an employee. They're a friend. They're a best friend. And worse mm -hmm. that, you're a family member. People get close to your kids. They get close to you to get close to your kids. And that, and that is why and how they abuse. And a lot of people don't want to see it because they think, oh, not Uncle Joe, he wouldn't do that. Or not Aunt Diane because, oh, she's the sweetest. I don't care how sweet you are. I don't care how nice you are. I don't know how much care how much money you have. I don't care what you do for a living. 
anyone can be an abuser. You have to protect mm -hmm. kids from everybody, not one person, everyone. I mean, that's my opinion personally. You do, you have to, because that's the issue. <laughs> if you don't, who's going to, you know what I mean? Exactly. Um, it's like, and a lot of times I think people, people just think, oh, that wouldn't happen in my neighborhood. Um, that wouldn't happen in my child's school. That wouldn't happen in, you know, in our family. Um, but no. it does. Lori, just like I said earlier, they, you know, everybody here, they were like so happy to have this, you know, top 10 football coach, wrestling person, you know, come to our school and he was going to help the kids and everything. And I just thank God that my kids were out of school and that occurred. And I did not have grandchildren in school then because I probably would have beat the man down myself. <laughs> but, um, you know, everybody just thought, oh, he is so kind. He's so gracious. He come to our little community to help. And it's like, no, he come to our little community because he was booted over there. They brought him here. And, you know, they know what he's capable of doing, but they're not going to say they're going to pass the trash, so to speak. And now this little community that has never had something like this happen. Now, you didn't you didn't affect one kid or two kids or 10 kids. It is multiple children. And there's still kids out there that still have not said anything or testified or out of fear or embarrassment. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think, oh, my God, I can't say anything happened to my kid because if I did, that's going to put shame on the family. I, I, yeah. I don't like that. That's right. And this is the sad thing. It really is. Like, that's why, um, you know, it is. I mean, I hid this, um, you know, after I mean, I told my mom what was going on. She, she didn't get me any help. And so um, I didn't tell anybody that I was sexually abused. I, I did mention to a friend of mine as a teenager, as a young teen, because she had said that she was abused sexually. And um, so I mentioned that I, that I had been molested, but I, I never went into any details or disclosed anything about it. Um, I just kept it to myself. And then, um, you know, just the, the horrors and trauma of, of growing up in that and, you know, not getting any help um, until after I started my healing journey at the age of, of 42 and, you know, decided I'm, I'm dealing with this stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to admit to the world and, you know, anybody else um, what happened, right? And it's so difficult. So many people are survivors of child sexual abuse or were victims and, you know, they, there's, they, they, they go to their graves with that information. No one would ever know because they would never say anything. And this is the tragedy. We know that the numbers, like Lee was presenting the numbers there of, of the statistics, that's just the cases that are reported. So if that tells you anything, it tells you that there's so much more going on. It's yes. just not recorded. And so that's why we do what we do. That's why we continue to speak out. And I mean, you know, do as much as we can in our own capacity, um, you know, to stop this madness, to stop this mess. Because if we all need to be involved in this. It doesn't matter whether you have children or not. Everybody on the planet needs to be involved. Because look at the numbers. You think about for every child that's abused, there's a, there's a, there's a, a child sexual abuser out there, somebody who's done this to the child. Think of how many people out there abuse children. 
um, in any way. But we're, tonight we're talking about child sexual abuse. So think about all the, the, the uh, sexual predators out there or people who abuse children sexually. There's a lot. There's a lot. And I read an article yeah. once and it said that one sexual predator will abuse 120 children in their lifetime. Yeah. Like that's, that's, I, I read that too. And it's like that, yeah, that's insane. But it's, you know, they've, they've done the studies on it. And the thing is, is like, this is unacceptable, unacceptable. So, you know, people just need to realize this is happening. And if you have children, you have grandchildren, you know, you can't just turn a blind eye and say, oh, it just doesn't happen in my world. It doesn't happen in our world. It doesn't happen in our neighborhood. It does happen. <laughs> it is happening. And you don't want it to happen to your child or to your grandchild. You know, you don't. You don't want you don't want that you know, for your really children. Sad and or disgusting or is that they may even um, have abused up to 200 children before they're ever caught for the first mm -hmm. time. Um, it's because they get good at what they do. Yes, they and yeah. They it's get terrible. good at what they do. Um, yeah. But, you know, the resources that we have today that, that we can share, um, you know, when on social media, we have them listed on our website. There are a lot of resources today that we didn't have growing up that I know that I didn't have growing up available and, or you, Lori, um, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have rain. We didn't have the um, coalitions against domestic violence. You know, um, we didn't have, um, we didn't have all, any of these really, yeah. you know, and I also, I, I didn't speak up when I was being abused as a kid. Um, I was dealing with enough and I just, when I was 17 and a half and graduated, um, I rented a room the next town over, packed a paper sack and, you know, left pretty quickly. Um, mm -hmm. But I just dealing with enough with, with the bullying and everything that I just, it was one more thing that I was going to have to add to the plate. And, you know, I wasn't getting a lot of help from professionals, you know, doctors specifically. Um, but, you know, the resources that we have available um, are still, there's a lot of resources that are inaccessible for those in the deaf community. Um, they have a lack of resources for mm -hmm. access to interpreters um, and not, you don't use family members, you know, or friends to interpret for you. Then, you know, when, when, you're dealing with stuff like this, you know, you need to have, you know, qualified or certified interpreter um, to speak for that child. And a lot of times it just doesn't happen. They don't have the resources. And it also depends on where you live geographically. I mean, if you're out in a real, um, if you're out literally in the middle of the country, um, there, there's not a, a lot of resources to- It's true. You know, to connect with, to get help, to get support, and mm -hmm. we're we're helping, you know, to change that um, by helping to make these resources that are out there available on our, you know, that we have listed on the website, and um, what we mm -hmm. don't have available. And you're looking for something, and we don't have it on the site, you know, message us, email us, message us on our Facebook yeah. page, and you know, we'll help you find the resources you need in your area or the ones that are closest right. to you. 
Yeah. It's really difficult for those who are deaf. Um, and, you know, without um, saying a whole lot about this, I'm, I, I have friends who, who are interpreters um, and others that I have a strictly business relationship with. Um, and, you know, just uh, having to interpret for um, a situation like that was very distressing for, you know, mm -hmm. um, an interpreter that I had spoken with before. And, and I didn't get details of the case, names or any of that. It was just, you know, that they shared that it was a very, very difficult thing for them to do, you know. Oh. And can you only imagine how difficult, how difficult it is for the child, mm -hmm. not just the urine children, but the deaf children to, to be able to um, disclose that they were yeah. abused and, and the things that were done to them. Um, it's hard. It's sad. It's really, it's really difficult. Um, and it, it just breaks my heart. Mine too. It breaks my heart. Yeah. yeah. And it's all, this is all, um, you know, this is 2021 people, <laughs> you know, and it's, and you look at the headlines and, and CSA child sexual abuse isn't going anywhere. They are busting more and more, but the, the, uh, you know, the, the, like the different, um, crime, uh, like, like ICE and different groups and the different, uh, police, uh, what do you want to call it? Units that actually specialize in, in, in busting child sexual predators and stuff like that and rings, child sex rings and stuff like this. They said for every, for every, um, one they take down, there's a thousand after them coming yes. up. Yes. Yes. That's, that's insane. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, it's just so important for people to realize that this is, this really does happen. It's real. And if you, you care anything about your child or your grandchildren or children in your life, you need to protect them. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. Um, um, it's insanity. So should we bring on Maureen Rule? Yes, I was just going to say the biggest thing you can do to protect your children is start a conversation. And I was thinking of Maureen. <laughs> yeah, that's Yeah, let's bring on Maureen and uh, hear from her. Maureen Rule, she's an author. She's written a book. She's a survivor herself. And um, she's written a book called Frozen Tears. And um, we've, we've asked her to come on tonight and just share a little bit about her book. So we'll bring her on now. The book's incredible. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi, Marie. Laurie, <laughs> Lee, Donna. It's uh, an honor to be with you tonight. I tuned in. I tuned in every week. Um, the power of your words, the power that each of you speak from experience, from helping the advocacy work. This cannot be diminished. I don't think people understand the huge sacrifice it comes at. Uh, you do it because you love it. You do it because you're committed, but it does hurt our hearts to try to save children. No one makes this easy. And we can never forget that these perpetrators are professional at what they do with these children to groom, 
to earn the child's trust, to become their friend, to take them to any length that this child will go to to satisfy this individual with no questions asked, that takes a very special creep, but a very profound, because it's hard for any child for us to gain their trust. And yet these people walk into a, a, a situation, they do not know the child and give them a couple months. And like you said, one can affect 120 to 200 children's lives they ruin before we even catch them. Yes. Now, I know this isn't a comfortable subject. I'm sorry for everyone who says, well, really, we have to talk about, um, you know, child abuse. It's uncomfortable for me. It should be. Mm -hmm. Child abuse is abhorrent. It needs to be eradicated. Lori, you yeah. said it's 2021. Donna, you've said these abusers quickly gain trust. They they come from high places where nobody suspects that, that there could be a bad bone in their body. And Lee shared how it takes years to open up and enough to trust someone ourselves to share our stories. And mm -hmm. that's not easy. And I'm not going to tell you it is. It's one of the hardest things you'll ever do, but it's most profound. But children, a parents, grandparents, guardians, you need to take a serious look at your child. And if you think that your child can be surrendered to a child, uh, to an, a pedophile, if you have think that, so what? What's the damage? You shouldn't be around children. Well, you shouldn't yeah. even, you know. And we're in an age where with even all our technology, I would venture to say that sometimes children are raising adults. You know, the roles are backwards sometimes. Kids are more afraid to upset things because COVID has really flipped our world on its head. Mm -hmm. And yes, these, you know, we're asking children to grow up. We're asking children to grow up by themselves in front of a computer screen without the support of the, of, you know, their fellow pupils, friends, neighbors. Uh, we're asking an awful lot of kids right now. So I would mm -hmm. ask any parent, guardian, if you really do love your kids, you love your grandchildren, uh, you love those kids in your Sunday school class, you're a teacher, get uncomfortable and give a tool into the hands of children work, that you can work with them, you can work with authorities, mm -hmm. but let the child tell his, his or her story. I, I, I was so infuriated that I wasn't allowed to tell my story because people said, oh, we don't really want to talk about that. Oh, 
you know, you know, it's it's too hard to discuss. Yeah. It's such a oh, can we talk about something else? Can we please change the subject? No, I think tonight you girls have nailed this on the head. That this it is 2021. Wake up and save children from abuse. You can learn from our pain and our experiences. And these three strong women are giving you help and resources, making them available so you can walk the journey and you're not walking alone. These three women will walk with you and they will walk every step of the way. Read their books, re hold their hands. Lee is always just a text away for help. So is Lori, so is Donna. So we didn't have that. The four of us never had that opportunity. We suffered in silence for a very long time. And then one day, for some of us after we were, you know, helped ourselves and lifted to another place, then we said, wow, the reason this might've happened to me was so that I can from here on out help someone else because nothing else makes sense. And uh, that's why I wrote the book. Um, and Frozen Tears. Yeah, just wake up, get uncomfortable. Yep, Frozen there Tears. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Oh, she has it as well. <laughs> yeah. It's, but we have to get it into the hands of, 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 of where it can help the most. So we can stop so that the predators are not the only ones in the equation. They might have for every one per they for every one of them, they damage 120 to 200 children. This put into the equation now break, lifts up the parents, the children, the, the, you know, and the children to a position where now they have a tool to fight with. Yeah, that's right. And it, that's a great workbook. I did, I did check yes. it out. I did read and look at it and I thought it was um, um, really interesting the way that you, that you put it together, Maureen, like, um, it's, it's like simple. It's simple enough that very young children would be able to share and color. And maybe you can sort of just walk us through a little bit about. Sure. Um, so it is designed to be child friendly. It's not yeah. written for uh, a doctor or a professor of, of education. It's written <laughs> for a, a nurse, a caregiver, uh, a mom, a dad, a guardian, a grandparent, so that they can sit down with a child of any age and you can ask some basic questions. I like some of the questions you had asked because um, some of the ones I found that was very helpful was what does love look like? Who do you trust? Um, has yeah. anyone ever asked you to keep a secret? That's huge with kids. Um, how did that secret make you feel inside? And what does danger look like? I thought they were all very valid questions when it comes to children, because a children, they're all about their feelings. 
and you can break their heart very easily. So I thought they were all very valid questions that you'd ask, but please tell us a little bit about well, it. I didn't mean to cut in. <laughs> no. And the smartphones are smarter than me. Okay. I know how to, <laughs> and I know I'm not a text queen. I, it's hard for me to email. I, I have a problem <laughs> with, you know, using this to its capabilities, but children <laughs> don't have a problem. And so Sometimes the monsters live right here a keystroke away. Yes, they do. And a grandparent uh, may not be sophisticated enough to understand. So when the child reveals something, who's keeping a secret? It might be Misty 509. Who's Misty 509? Well, that's who asked me to keep the secret. Okay, now we know, oh, wow, this is larger and we're going to need help. It, it's not, uh, you know, someone down the street that you can pinpoint. This is somebody who's out a keystroke away in this child's bedroom, in this child's uh, space on a daily basis. We don't know how many hours a day, unregulated usually. Because they're the prophet the pedophiles are the professionals. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. They're they're they are down the road miles ahead of us. So that's why we need the tool to catch up and 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 hopefully catch them in their game. I wanted I asked the children to explain uh, boundaries, and they may not know what a boundary is, but I explained that as to offense or you know we, we talk about limits we talk about words that I know might be too big for a, a three-year-old but with grandma there or someone there that loves this child they can easily talk to the child about it and they're going to learn words together that's right uh I use the it's like an ice cream cone the children are the ice cream and the cone protects them. And I use that visual because an ice cream is so fast. It goes so fast. You're given it, you have it, the time is set to eat that ice cream. The time yeah. is set to save our children. Our time is shrinking. Our time is now. Um, it does have things to color. I had a 95 year old lady tell me that this saved, uh, that, that she knew she was getting older. She was going to go to heaven and she didn't want to meet our maker with this unresolved situation that she had when she was 16 years old at the one room schoolhouse with the outside potties. So it helped her. I've had feedback from uh, other uh, foster parents that have used it and it has helped. Mm -hmm. So I don't understand. I know there's not a lot of tools like this. I know it's one of the first that I know of that actually helps put the child 
in charge. It gets information that the professionals will have to use to locate this per, the per pedophile or sex trafficker or whatever. But even as an adult, if you've been sexually abused, this book helps you through your healing journey. And I've had people say, you know what? I, I'm going to keep that book for 20 years and I'm going to burn it. I said, fine, do you know, fine. Excise your demons, however they manifest. I've had other people say to me that they will, they want to use the workbook and then they would like to look at it five years from now and look back and see where they were and where they could yeah. be and where they can go. So it translates once it's in the hands of, of I believe, of good people, good conscientious people who really want to stop child abuse and are serious about it, it will do, I pray, a world of good in many situations. Yeah. And I liked it because it was, um, it was like for, for, for children and young children, it's, it's like an it's like a workbook like an you know you can color um the yep. child can color and it's it's it teaches about boundaries it teaches about um yep. that the child that that the you know it's okay to say no um they can take know, the it's the paper is like a it's like a coloring book i i would i mean yeah, yeah it's a it's like oh, a coloring book and it has some pictures of of every kind of color child because it doesn't matter that you know like we said it doesn't matter how much you make what house you live in it doesn't care you know what your history what no, color you what color you are what religion you find as your faith it doesn't matter. It doesn't care. It's not discriminatory. Yeah. Pedophiles, they just, but they have a knack, don't they, for seeking mm. out the most vulnerable children. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, and you think, wow. How, for them. That's, how? that's what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for the children who are not being protected and who nobody is actually protecting because that's who they're going to get a hold of. Um, yes. And they are and looking just, for those children. Absolutely. They are. It's so horrific. Um, and the thing is, like, yeah, it's not always stranger danger. Like, I'm a survivor no. of, of, say, incest. But the thing is, is I did when I was a little girl, I had two, uh, two different instances of two grown men walk off with me down the street because I was always playing by myself out in the front yard. And, uh, you know, people pick up on that stuff. You know? Yeah, they'll notice. They just walk off with me down the street. And um, really, I was very, thankfully, neighbors were paying attention. And the neighbor from across the street actually saw this and chased the guy down and got me away from him. But, um, but, but he didn't call the police. So this man, who knows what he went on to do with other children down the street somewhere else? See what I'm saying? We were, 
Yes, and we were warned about the man who was going to drive up in a car and offer us puppies or candy or something to that would make us feel like we wanted to go toward their car, and then they'd snap us away. That's what I was taught. That, but but the person who abused me wasn't didn't come by in a car. Didn't offer me candy. Didn't yeah. offer me. I was completely blindsided by the person who abused me. Yeah, you know? that's my case. I mean, too. yeah, it was so, incest and family. Yeah, so you know, people quite often think it's only stranger danger, but that's not a, not the case. And uh, you know. It's, there's three of us survivors sitting here tonight that can tell you that. Um, this is, the, you know, I think the world just wants to put on blinders. Like my my mom, um, she just she just did not. It she just didn't care. You know what I mean? It's kind of like how that can happen, but it does. And the thing is, is like she was abused herself as a child. And then she was in this abusive marriage with my dad. And so, you know, she was just, I think she just felt like, hey, I'm, I'm being sexually violated. I'm being raped. So too bad. You know what I mean? That's just I, what goes on around here. I think house, that you know, the, I think um, that, that your mother and my mother were, emotionally bankrupt by the time they, they had they were dealing with their own issues yeah how and and then i asked myself one day how would my mother have ever gotten through what she got through there was no help for her oh they could lock you away in a state institution but those people didn't rarely come back you didn't have a psychiatrist a psychologist someone you could talk to friends didn't even want to hear about your a distressing situation you're no, no with no. people worldwide, people worldwide are listening to your voices and they have a chance of hope you offer them hope each week and our mothers weren't even weren't even offered hope no. So no wonder yeah. when we when it happened to us, they had nothing left to give us, and we have to forgive them because they had yeah, no this, resources. This is this is the, the sort of the reason for that. A lot of it was allowed to go on, and I think mm -hmm. that nowadays, because there are so there are more resources. There needs to be more resources, but but there are more resources. Just for instance, like your book, Marine. I mean, there's you know, or anybody's books that people are putting out this information to to as a tool and a resource for people um there's there's a lot more resources than there were before that's for sure they're more easily accessible and now i mean there's support groups that people can go go to i mean that you know back in the in when when i was growing up they, i think they had um uh, you know alcoholics anonymous was pretty much it you know there weren't yeah. there weren't survivor groups you know nobody was, yeah, was back talking then. about this stuff oh. it was very hush you never talked about this stuff it just wasn't talked about so this no. is, um, you know, that's the crisis of that era. Um, today, that's why we're out here talking about this now, because we can and we do and we will. <laughs> so the well, issue is, it's okay to talk about this stuff. Let's start the conversation. You know what I mean? And that's what mm -hmm. I like about your book, Maureen. Yeah. Like you said, it starts the conversation. 
Rain, your book to me is the best tool on the planet for people to introduce their children to. It starts the conversation. It it touches with the child's feelings. And like I said, children, they they live and they love from their heart. So to me, I think that it's a great tool. It starts the conversation, but it also helps parents or, as you said, caregivers, nurses. Um, personally, I think that every doctor's office, every, um, I don't care if it's a dentist's office, a counselor's office, I think they should carry the book just for the fact that if someone that they suspect is having problems, they could give a copy to. But I also think that it would be really good to have it in schools and make it available for children. I just, I think, like I said, I think it's one of the very best tools I've ever seen. It starts the conversation and that's the biggest thing, starting the conversation with your child, knowing what's going on with your child, knowing how mm -hmm. your child's feeling. To me, that's everything. I, I commend you on this book because I think it's absolutely awesome. Well, I commend each of you for allowing me the time to discuss my book, but to allow me to share uh, my admiration for each of you and the hard work that you do and your dedication and your, it, it, it is a thankless, thankless job, but someone has to do it. And I thank you for being there for the millions of women, men, uh, anyone who needs to hear your encouraging words. And uh, I know that Lee even addresses a different, uh, you know, the deaf community. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's just amazing how you never stop widening your, widening your audience, broadening who you're gonna help. And it all starts with someone saying, well, hey, can you help me get here? And you not only help them get there, but you say, wow, someone else might want to get here and you just run with it. And your organization, AU4H, you three girls, God bless each one of you. I admire you from the bottom of my heart. I know that it's not easy to talk about difficult topics, but you each do it well. And again, the book is Frozen Tears. Uh, it's available. I'm sure that uh, we have websites out there, but if you can't find it, we'll get it into your hands. And yeah, uh, right. yeah. and I'll include the links in the description, all the links to your website, to the book, um, where they can purchase it, uh, and all, all that will be there. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Well, thank, thank you, you Lee. Thank you, Donna. Thank you. And I feel the same way about you. And I just love what you what you do to make a difference and and have been doing for a long, long time to make a difference. So, wow. you know, um, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you're doing. And you know, we're just we're we're thankful because you're you're our friend and you do a yes. lot for you for H and you do a lot for the people around you and so you know i appreciate you and i appreciate the work that you do you're a godsend yeah. marine you know so, you 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 know how much i care about you how much i love you anytime there's anything to be done you're the first one to hop in the car and say, <laughs> 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 
a road trip. Um, I yeah, I think Walmart. They they the other day we were standing. Donna and I were side by side picking up some things for uh, a fundraiser, but she was on the camera, but I wasn't. <laughs> I, think, I think now I'm. They see me coming into Walmart and they're like, oh, we have that. I have my own special camera. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I really appreciate you sharing um, this wonderful tool for yeah. parents and educators out there to help start the conversation with um, about child sexual abuse. It's something that's a very difficult topic. It is one that we need to talk more about, um, and people don't want it. Well, it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. Can we not? No, no. We talk about it. It is, you know, if you're if people are uncomfortable, then then good. Exactly. They should be uncomfortable, and they should be angry <laughs> as hell. Yeah. <laughs> motivated to do something, and yeah. and it takes a lot of courage to speak out and to share. Your story as a survivor. Um, for those of us who are survivors, you know, it is, it's very difficult and it takes a very long time and some people never share. Um, but, you know, as we keep doing what we're doing, all of us, you know, we can, we can make changes. You know, we start out with a little ripple and ripples just, you know, they keep going. Yeah. You know, that change will keep, it'll, it'll affect others you know down the line in fact our children right. our grandchildren their children and so forth and you know it's something that's got to be talked about child abuse is a difficult topic to begin with and when you're talking child sexual abuse it's like ooh, the minute you put sex in the mix they're like ooh, no 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 you know mm -hmm. yeah but you know if we don't it talk about it we're not going to we're not going to be able to help educate people on how to prevent it, what to look for, um, you know, and, and how they can begin the healing process. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot to that. And, you know, this month is child abuse awareness month and it's also sexual assault awareness month. And um, so, and we're all about creating awareness, not just one month a year or, you know, one day a year, it's it's something we need to do every single day. And, yeah. and the communication, right. open with your kids. I was a very involved parent. You know, how was your day? Good. Okay, I'm going, I'm going here, I'm going there. No, sit down, tell me about your day. What was good? What didn't you like? You know, I was nosy. I was nosy. <laughs> me too. <laughs> me and too. I don't feel guilty about it. You know, I, and you make sure... You, We've got the computers now, and like you mentioned, the cell phones, and and there's evil on the other side trying to get That's to our right. kids. Um, the technology is great, but it also brings with it, you know, some really bad stuff. You know, brings the bad guys, you know, finding new ways to get to our kids. So yeah. we just have to, you know, get stronger and, you know, unite arm to arm across the world, across the globe, and help protect our kids. So and thank you again for sharing your story because it takes a lot of courage. It, it does. takes a lot of courage, you know. Thank you, Lee. It really does. Now, Maureen, I, I am. I am great, greatly indebted to you. Every time that there is anything to do, you're the first one to say, let's go. We got this. Um, 
I don't know how many times I've called you or text you <laughs> and within five minutes, you're ready to go. <laughs> and, yeah, and I do, I truly appreciate everything that you do, not only for the organization, but myself, because you're always there for me whenever I need you. And I'm blessed. I mean, I'm actually starting to get tears in my eyes. So, and, and I love you dearly. And I do want to thank you. And you're a great friend. And Lee and Lori are friends as well. And I think it this show is successful because of each of you sharing your truth. It's so rare in this day and age for people to be honest and share truth. Uh, and and that, that's why I think that you're extraordinary women and you have a, a huge gift to give the world. So keep plugging away and, you know, we will change this, this, this. The odds are in our favor. The odds are in our favor. I like that. I believe, I believe um, that we were given the strength to survive to get to the point in our life where we were able to um, get some help. Um, you know, yeah. it's really hard. It's like, you, you, you a lot of times um, you question God and you question the existence of, of somebody, you know, of a higher power. And it's like, well, why wasn't I rescued? Why didn't you stop this? Um, but there are others out there who are going through traumas now or who have been there. Um, but they're not as strong. And therefore those of us who have made it through this point um, have been able to get help, get the resources and, and to be that hand reaching out for somebody else and say, Hey, I'm here, you know, yeah. let me walk with you. Um, yeah. You know, let, let me walk with you. Let me support you. Um, I've been there and, you know, it's, it's a hard road. There's a lot of questions that get asked, you know, a lot of questions we ask ourselves, and I ask myself, you know, raised Catholic, I like, okay, God, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be a loving God. Well, where are you? Why are you letting this happen? And, you know, still questions, but it's, um, we were given, we were given getting strength to survive, um, to get help, to be able to be there to help support others on their journey. And you're a very strong woman, Maureen. Thank you so much for being here with us. I believe that me that God get, cried the first tears. He cried the first yeah. tears. He doesn't want any pain, any heartache to befall on any of us. Yeah. And uh, we're 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 the we're second in line for the heartache. I believe He takes it each of our heartaches personally. Mm -hmm. so. I, I agree with that. That's how I feel about it too. I think that you know when I was being abused, God was crying. Yeah, and absolutely. You know, People have choices and no one has to abuse a child and there's no reason to abuse a child in any way. There's no, there's no excuse for it. No. Um, so, you know, that's why, you know, we keep speaking out about this because, you know, people need to start making better decisions on how they're going to deal with children. Children are not put here on the earth to abuse. They're not put here, um, you know, to be battered and, 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 you know, physically abused. They're not here to be sex toys for other adults. They're not here to be used in any manner, shape or form um, in any abusive way. And so, you know, it's really important that like, because this is 
the month that you know all the all the advocates and different groups are out here speaking about prevention it's just so important to realize you know this is not going to stop until people change the way they feel about children and so everybody needs to get you know protect your own children if you have children look out for children and you know that your your own children's play playmates you know little friends and stuff learn the signs and symptoms you can get uh, free information from our website actually it's from just look on the web you know resources are out there but we also have them on our website that's au4h.com and um we have a, a whole section of ebooks that you can um download for free free resources for people these are great little ebooks and you can pick up maureen's book frozen yeah, tears pick up the book. and yeah there's just tons and tons of resources so it's really important to realize like this isn't going to change until the world see stops abusing children you know how do you yeah. get a world to stop abusing children well you just keep speaking out and you keep speaking out that's what we're doing and all of those people that those young people that are coming up after us they'll continue this fight yeah we're going to keep going like donna i've heard donna say it several times that you know and, and even lee that you know on her dying breath, she'll be speaking yes. out again. <laughs> I will. I have. And that's, I have and, heard. And that's what I'll be doing too. Because, you know, yeah. why? Because, because, <laughs> because we need to. Children are being abused. So that's thank you, everybody, for being here. I really appreciate it. Wonderful to have to be able to have Maureen come on with us. Thanks for, for everybody who's tuned in and listened to the show. Um, you know, share our information. I know Donna um, always. She has a, a grand a grandson who always says, "Smash that like button," <laughs> and yeah, smash it, and then subscribe. You know, share our information, um, and just get involved where you can. You know, if you don't, you know, you can get involved with us, Advocates United for Humanity. We love to have people join us in our mission, and um, Community Kids Watch program. You can get involved in that. Um, there's that's in memory of Anson Stover. So get involved. Just get involved. We need everybody's voices in on this. Absolutely. Yes, and uh, I know that Donna had something she wanted to say before the end of the show here. I just really wanted to thank Maureen for coming on. Like I said, I absolutely adore you. I adore your book. I think that your book is really going to make a lot of difference in a lot of lives. I hope that people do reach out. Um, whether they get it online or they contact us or they get the ebook, I just think that it is vital. It, it's a great tool. It's one of the best tools I've ever seen. I'm very impressed. But Lori, I also want to thank you for your dedication and all you do. And I want to thank Lee as well. You guys rock it out of the park for every week, every day, every month. And I mean, we've been doing this for many years. And I, I just want to thank everybody for, you know, being so dedicated and so committed to helping kids. I, I have never seen a har harder group of working women than right here in this room right now. Each one of you go out and go above and beyond to, to help kids. Like I said, I can call Marine on a whim and we're in a car and gone. And <laughs> do the same with you and, you and Lee. And, you know, within minutes, we're on it, we're taking care of it. And I'm just, I'm so thankful, but yet I'm so blessed to, to have such an amazing group of women, but also call them friends. I feel the same way too. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just a real honor. It's a privilege to be able to keep doing this. And, you know, we like, we, we do appreciate all of our, our friends and people that do follow our work. 
And um, we will be on uh, next Wednesday, same time, same place. We also have a, a really great webinar workshop coming up that we're doing with Hope Collaborative and, and uh, Riverside Family Services. That's next Tuesday. Um, we'll be on speaking about child abuse prevention there as well. So this is just a great opportunity. We really appreciate everybody who's, who's followed our work and who has taken the time to share our stuff and gets involved and you know tries to save a child's life and tries to stop and prevent child abuse. We really appreciate you. So have a wonderful night, everybody. Until next time. <laughs> night, everyone. Bye, Thanks ladies. for coming us. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep. Have a great night, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care, everybody. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Good night, everybody.